88.3 FM Ann Arbor, where the puck drops here. Let's get lost tonight. You could be my black Kate Moss tonight. Play secretary on the ball tonight. And you don't give a f what they all say, right? Awesome, the Christian and Christian Dior. Damn, they don't make them like this anymore. I ask, cause I'm not sure. Do anybody make real th anymore? Bow in the presence of greatness. Cause right now, that has forsaken us. You should be honored by my lateness. That I would even show up to this thing. So go ahead, go nuts, go ace. Especially in my pastel on my paper. Act like you can't tell who made this new gospel. Homie, take six and take this. Hater. FM Ann Arbor, keeping Richard Nixon's vision of peace and global unity alive with sounds and music from all the cultures of all the people all over the world. If you hear uh, like you think, oh, no one's a, what do you call it, music at the restaurants or on the elevators? That music is destructive. That music, if we had good music playing for people in a happy society on the streets, you know? I feel like uh, my music uh, have a new record coming out. I always feel like, well, maybe this time they'll hear it. Well, uh, good evening and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim DeWire. And the Sea of Tranquility last week, it was not. I thought Halloween was over, but uh, this has been one of the messiest weeks I've seen in quite some time with all of the weird stories going on. Boy, that's for sure. Scary monsters. Super creeps. Super creeps. <laughs> super freaks. And uh, <laughs> David Bowie reference there. As uh, Orson Welles so perfectly portrays in Touch of Evil. Honey, you're a mess. <laughs> you better lay off those candy bars. <laughs> and one of the great lines in cinema history, Marlena Dietrich and perhaps the most deadpan, straight-faced <laughs> delivery you'll ever want to see. But between uh, Happy Valley, Pennsylvania, which uh, I hate to say this, uh, Joe Paterno... Uh, is it the uh, last year? Uh, uh, la the last year of his contract, and uh, boy, that's for sure. <laughs> I think he's at the last year of his contract because I don't see how this isn't going to affect him uh, at some point. <clears throat> we won't talk about that. Uh, that's just tickle Ross Perot. Sad, very sad, and scary. Super freaks, super creeps. Well, and you know, more widespread than anybody wants to believe. The Catholic Church has been saddled with the. You know, onerous responsibility of having neglected and denied and covered up for so long that uh, that's a public relations disaster. It'll take decades to uh, remedy. And so 
a sports program, it's a blemish that uh, everybody involved with it who's a decent fellow uh, now struggles with. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. terrible. And for the Catholic Church, by the way, several months ago to issue a uh, letter of explanation blaming it on the 60s. I don't know if you remember that. That was uh, rather remarkable since this... Uh, well, probably Carl Rove gave them that pointer. Yeah, that's abuse that... <laughs> goes back before the Spanish Inquisition. It goes way back, people. We're talking Middle Ages. Uh, yeah, we're even talking I've... the Roman Empire. Certainly. Tweet him quite waffly. <laughs> Throw him to the floor. <clears throat> uh, yeah, we mix uh, Orson Welles, Marlena Dietrich, and Monty Python down here on occasion. <clears throat> Kubrick is uh, soon behind. Indeed. Stop, Kane. Stop. <laughs> I'm afraid, Kane. Oh uh, yeah, Herman Kane seems to have a uh, more than a a, a a culturegeist problem. She, of course, has been defending him all week. Uh, and Coulter. Yeah, <laughs> and I love Keith Oberman's uh, reference to her as culturegeist because she's another scary monster and possibly a super freak. <laughs> Definitely a super creep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he uh, apparently we've finally actually got a visible face. Gloria Altred's in, yeah. involvement in this, uh, I think, will complicate things, but uh, continue to hear the uh, accusations that this is a conspiracy by the liberal media, which is uh, uh, not terribly liberal. Um no, just like it's a conspiracy that the Fox Network uh, knew about the abuses for so long and didn't do anything about it. Yeah, so all kinds of weird stuff. And, of course, the really scary monster is uh, the uh, continuing uh, situation in Europe uh, with the uh, mess. Berlusconi's uh, probably got his rubber pants on to... Uh, yeah, he can join the Republican nomination for president sure, of the United States. Sure, why not? <laughs> they yeah. need another circus clown. Yeah, sex with uh, Arabian teenagers and business connections to Muammar Gaddafi, and oh, there's no crisis in Italy, and as he assures the people. I think Kim Kardashian's available as well. Indeed she is. <laughs> another super freak. Oh, boy, what a country we live in, what scary times we live in. And, of course, the, uh, you know, uh, the the uh, prime minister of uh, Greece upsetting the apple cart after they hammered out this very uh, tentative agreement that we've been discussing the last couple of weeks about the haircut, the mullet, that uh, some of the European banks were going to take on this deal. Um, he, of course... Uh, then suggested that there be a referendum and was immediately summoned to the G20 summit that apparently was occurring somewhere near Monaco um, for a tongue lashing. And uh, he's now in a messy transition government. And who knows what's going to happen with the uh, Greek situation precisely, but obviously contagion is omnipresent here, and uh, Italy uh, appears to be next in line for collapse. Berlusconi, I believe, has been running Italy for 17 years, and none too well. Uh, he's got his own uh, share of Her Herman Cain problems. Um, well, so apparently it's pretty easy to get reelected time and time again, no matter how 
blatantly corrupt uh, and lascivious you are uh, as long as you own all the major media. Yeah. And, of course, this underscores what's wrong with Citizens United. Uh, if you can buy up all the advertising and you own the stations, uh, you needn't put any uh, other uh, points of view on either political advertising or even substantive debates. So uh, pretty scary. Uh, Julian Assange uh, in the news himself. Uh, apparently he is uh, going to be extradited to Sweden to face these uh, sex charges and uh, appears that his organization is in none too good shape due to part partly because of the imperiousness of him and the uh, uh, fact that a lot of his staff has resigned in sort of uh, internal disputes about direction strategy etc and also the fact that uh, well it's interesting that both PayPal MasterCard Visa Western Union and Bank of America are refusing to process donations to the WikiLeaks organization. Mm. Um, Bradley Manning, meanwhile, uh, remains in a brig, um, military brig. And right. He's facing court-martial, and it's important, I think, for listeners to understand the difference between the WikiLeaks case and the Pentagon pa Papers case, because uh, Daniel Ellsberg uh, injected himself into the Assange uh, circus, and it's a bit of a circus. I just finished, by the way, the uh, New York Times edited edition, Open Secrets, uh, WikiLeaks War and American Diplomacy. Uh, kind of an interesting assortment, both of uh, actual uh, leaked cables and sort of the background of the history regarding WikiLeaks, how it got f started and what the case is all about and why the New York Times actually uh, did participate uh, in the... Uh, Releasing of the documents. Um, the Pentagon Papers case, of course, is one of the uh, seminal First Amendment cases in American history. I'm a little unclear whether Assange will ever be charged here in the United States. That's still kind of up in the air, and uh, many experts have suggested that it'll never happen because they don't want to turn him into a martyr. But uh, his problems in Sweden are real. Uh, and the New York Times gives a pretty good background on those charges, um, and I disagree with Julian Assange that this is connected to a political conspiracy, simply because Sweden is a relatively neutral country. Um, they were neutral in World War II, by the way, which was mm -hmm. very difficult to do. <clears throat> I believe their last war officially was sometime in the middle of the uh, 18th century, and Assange, in his sort of... Uh, celebrated celebrity status that he acquired as a result of this case. Um, and he doesn't, by the way, seem to have much sim sympathy for the predicament of Bradley Manning, who's being charged under military law. Mm -hmm. And it's important. And has uh, undergone extensive periods of solitary confinement. Yeah. And uh, he, he's a troubled uh, individual himself. It's unclear why he joined the military. But... Um, Frontline's documentary on, on uh, the whole situation I thought was uh, very good. Uh, they may reshow this at some point. Um, and what happens to Assange in Sweden? These are technical issues about sex without condoms that have really nothing to do with political conspiracies. Basically, he had sex with a couple of WikiLeaks groupies, and uh, he was charged under technical laws that Sweden has that other countries probably don't. 
which is uh, interesting in and of itself. <clears throat> so we'll see how that goes. Um, but I think this book is very uh, good in its uh, comprehensive analysis of the case. And one thing I wanted to point out, uh, interestingly, in the uh, introduction by Bill Keller, who, of course, was the executive editor that decided to cooperate with the WikiLeaks uh, document publication, was that he goes into the details of uh, the various decisions that went into publishing uh, the documents, how they did redact uh, uh, names and whatnot, but that there were some... Um, uh, problems uh, with uh, WikiLeaks uh, revealing names specifically. They apparently had redacted names but left villages and informants' identities uh, discernible in terms of naming their fathers, of all things. Um, one editor that was uh, tasked with reading the documents um, noted, Max Frankel, um, noted that uh, the Pentagon had about 500,000 people that have clearance to the use of the database that was used by Manning. So uh, he points out that the secrets here are not that secret. And they weren't. Indeed. Um, these diplomatic cables, of course, are interesting, but they sort of uh, fill in the, you know, the, they add to the color of uh, the overall story. I don't think we need to be reminded that the Bush administration went to great lengths to deceive the American public and the world in their effort to invade Iraq and that they handled the Afghanistan war most incompetently. There's an element of sarcasm in some of the analysis. For instance, uh, one critic noted, who knew that diplomats could write? <laughs> um, and some have even noted that it actually shows, shows the State Department being uh, relatively professional. Mm -hmm. And, of course, maybe one of the more interesting results of the WikiLeaks uh, re revelations, because they were published in various batches uh, mainly last year, were the fact that the United States had a very uh, skeptical and realistic opinion of the leader of Tunisia regarding uh, his corruption and uh, that this contributed to the uh, so-called Arab Spring um, since the Americans were not going to do anything to save the dictator of Tunisia, who seems to have fared best between Indeed. the three, he fled to Saudi Arabia. That was the smart move. And, of course, all of the... Dubois Isn't that where Idi Amin went? I think so. Yeah. And Qaddafi, uh, I don't know that he had an opportunity to do that. <laughs> the Saudis didn't like Qaddafi too much. He uh, was a wild card. He was his own man. And, of course, there are... Interesting revelations about Qaddafi and the WikiLeaks uh, regarding Ukrainian security forces and voluptuous nurses and whatnot. <laughs> and tents. Tell me more. <laughs> and he likes flamenco. <laughs> he was very uh, enraptured by flamenco dancing. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> How open these secrets are, and I think it's interesting that the title of the book is called Open Secrets is uh, very interesting, and uh, to get a big, broad picture of the whole story, I think this is well worth uh, reading. Uh, as for Dan Daniel Ellsberg's injection of the case, he appeared with Assange at a news conference in October of, tw of uh, last year, which gives this sort of false analogy, I think, regarding the similarity between this case and uh, 
the WikiLeaks case. It's important to remember, by the way, that Ellsberg didn't win his case on the merits. The case was dismissed. And it was dismissed thanks to the plumbers. <laughs> and, of course, one of the interesting consequences of the WikiLeaks story is that the administration, the Obama administration, which factually apparently has uh, actually prosecuted more people for leaking uh, information than previous administrations, is more interested in taking steps to make sure this doesn't happen again. Um, Rather than that's probably the best thing that could be done. I mean, from that standpoint, yeah, is rather than looking backwards, it's like, well, we need to fix this. I think the Obama administration is probably the most tech savvy group that's yeah. yet enjoyed the privilege of privilege of that office. And one area of of Obama's presidency that I think has been underrated by the media in terms of his competence actually has been his handling of foreign policy. I think overall it's been pretty good. He's improved relations with a lot of countries. And at the end of the day, um, everybody kind of moved on here. I don't think there were any um, serious repercussions from the WikiLeaks themselves, but I think that it just reinforces this very, very murky relationship that's going on in Afghanistan between Pakistan, the Saudis, financiers that are involved with uh, secretly... Uh, um, Funding Al Qaeda uh, through, uh, ironically, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates, and these real problems that continue uh, today. But this Pakistan situation is uh, continues to be a disaster, and uh, it's very unclear where this is is uh, how this is going to end up uh, well for the United States at the end of the day, because um, Pakistan is basically a um, fractured uh, nation with uh, all sorts of factional and regional uh, warlords, so to speak, that have different sort of fiefdoms of power and influence on policy, and uh, the situation remains um, difficult. Well, it's been under, least. yeah, military dictatorship for a number of years, out of the last 40, 50, 60 years, and uh, the extent to which the army is itself secretly controlled by aspects or members of the... Uh, ISI, the yeah. intelligence agency, mm -hmm. uh, remain unknown and probably unknowable at the end of the day. Um, but from open secrets to open sources, uh, just on the way over here, a brain damage award to one of the most naive uh, news pieces I've heard on NPR in quite some time, a report by Kim Dozier, who's the intelligence correspondent for Associated Press, on how the CIA uses social network media. Uh, well, no one knows that you're a dog <laughs> on the Internet. <laughs> right. <clears throat> oh, no fooling. Uh, this is a news story, of course. They use it. So do all major corporations who traffic in the information that is freely loaded up on there. But uh, the especially naive moment of this piece was when she talked about how the folks who work in this department, hundreds and hundreds of people who examine these open source materials looking for tweets and emails and uh, articles online and so forth that might be of intelligence interest to the uh, United States that we these people work so hard to get this info back here to the states well of course all this work is done in Langley so I mean the internet exists wherever you are mm -hmm. so you don't have to go to Pakistan to read Pakistani tweets you know they're on the electronics network so uh, but she said that the uh, 
the people at the CIA assured me that they only monitor foreigners, that monitoring the communications of American citizens is not their purview. Okay. <laughs> I believe you. Really? <laughs> Anything you put on the internet, as most intelligent and even halfway intelligent people know, is readily scrutinizable by a whole host of readers. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the idea that, of oh, course, the CIA would never monitor your tweets and emails. Right. Just keep telling yourself that. I mean, what do you have to hide anyway? Uh, most of us are not involved in secret networks and arrangements of a nefarious nature, but uh, it's all up for grabs. And of course, they look at all of it. This is not news. And like much of the information in the WikiLeaks, not a surprise. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I guess that's one of the reasons I remain internet free. <laughs> A useful tool, but uh, no place to live your life. Yeah, because the thing with me is, is uh, I'm not doing anything nefarious or illegal. I read books and carry on uh, the way I have for most of my life. Um, nothing secret or I illegal at Indeed. all. But uh, privacy is is my sure interest and i think that i value privacy more than a dwindling resource a dwindling resource and this of course is one of the one of the defects i think of facebook and, <coughs> the, and the you know the whole social media thing um at some point it 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 w may well reach a point where you're not a person if you're not on the internet in fact nobody knows you're a dog if you're not on the <laughs> well you're nobody if rupert murdoch's not hacking into your phone calls yeah <laughs> And uh, there's all sorts of spying going on. Uh, gentlemen, don't read other people's mail. Uh, that's a quote from a very famous diplomat, Henry Stimson. He was Secretary of State at the oh. time when he made that comment, but uh, later became Secretary of War uh, during the Second World War. He was a blue blood, uh, Wall Street type bureaucrat, uh, efficient efficiency expert uh, professional that was brought back into the government of FDR having uh, I believe served as Secretary of State under Coolidge but we can look that up it's at, uh, he, he was basically a Republican uh, in short but uh, he was Secretary of War during the uh, um, Second World War and was heavily involved in the Manhattan Project, uh, speaking of secrets. <laughs> Shh. <clears throat> but fortunately for America, Herman Cain will let us know what he's going to do about Afghanistan. Oh, good. When he becomes president and reads, reads the documents. And I, I was thinking to myself, well, have you ever read the job description of <laughs> president of the United States? One would think that having been in pretty much the longest war in American history, the Afghanistan War, uh, by the way, we've been there since 1979, yep. uh, creating messes uh, in, in a week of messiness and um, people that can't lay off the candy bars. Um, yeah, more than a touch of evil uh, involved in <laughs> Afghanistan and a policy, um, the tilt towards Pakistan that goes back to Nixon and was uh, reinstituted by Ronald Reagan. Doesn't seem to have turned out that well for the United States. And, of course, it's very troubling when you begin to see 
frontline stories or, or, or uh, front page stories about uh, experts now questioning our withdrawal from Iraq, that this will allow al-Qaeda to uh, revive itself and allow Iran to strengthen itself in the region. Um, these are obviously <coughs> leaked opinions from opponents of the withdrawal from Iraq to make it look like this is a bad decision when, in fact, it's uh, one of the smartest things we've done in quite some time. Indeed. And, of course, Iran was bubbling under in the news because of more uh, scrutiny in the uh, supposed nuclear weapons project. Mm -hmm. And uh, so who knows what will happen there. Of course, Israel's been pushing uh, to aggressively confront uh, Iran on this matter. U.S. has attempted to use uh, diplomacy. <clears throat> and, by the way, in a kind of a professional analytical approach, theory that I have, Israel is trying to push America to do the dirty work. They know they can't do it. If they unilaterally bombed Iran, no, that's that would true. create massive problems in the region. And I cannot see the United States um, acquiescing to anything uh, that of radical. that nature. No, yeah. I, I would agree that that's uh, highly unlikely. I think this is a, just another typical propaganda football that's being thrown around. Um, to create uh, the impression that we're... I'll give a brain damage award to Condoleezza Rice. She appeared somewhere over the weekend and urged that the Obama administration had to get tougher on Iran. Boy, you have a great track record of success. Yeah. Whatever you say, do the opposite. Well, and it's important to remember, too, that a lot of America's problems with Iran are... America's mistakes, missteps, yeah. a series of bad mistakes over the years, uh, many happening under uh, Republican auspices, um, although certainly Jimmy Carter might have handled the uh, the Shah uh, situation a little better. Well, his his problem was he listened to an expert, <clears throat> right? Henry Kissinger. Indeed. <laughs> the wrong expert. <laughs> Henry Kissinger and David Rockefeller, you know. Uh, yeah, whoops. mistakes were made mistakes were made uh, and of course a lot of uh, opportunities were lost when uh, the um, moderate uh, Imam uh, Katami was the president of Iran he was openly uh, interested in uh, returning to diplomatic uh, normalcy with the United States and was shot down at every occasion and then when he was voted out Ahmadinejad comes in so we lost a good chance to you know have normal relationships uh, with that country and of course iran is in a in a regional um battle with saudi arabia for control of the region and it's very important to understand that china and russia are not going to go along with sanctions china for the for the record imports uh, something like 12 percent of their oil they're a major business partner with iran and they just are not going to do it and this idea that iran is going to use missiles to bomb europe is i mean that's just absurd there are crazy people running the Iranian regime, but uh, they're not that crazy. Oh, the people that are that crazy are running for president on the Republican <laughs> ticket. Indeed. But uh, Kane will read the documents when he becomes president to decide what we're going to do. Um, There's a lot of reading to catch up on there. To not kind of know about what's going on over there. Of course, he made some... Um, facetious comment about Uzbekistan Becky's or something like that that was regarded as humorous. Um, 
shows that he's not serious. He's in it for the money, by the way, which explains why he doesn't have a campaign organization virtually anywhere. So, uh, uh, yeah, all he's got to do is uh, do this for a few more weeks, maybe months, and uh, he'll end up with a talk show on Fox. Kane is not able, <laughs> but his fundraising apparently has improved as a result of this sex scandal. Fascinating how the Republicans have this amazing double standard. <laughs> Anthony Weiner must resign. <laughs> of course, it was Democrats that ultimately forced him to resign. Um, True. Uh, but I suspect that more skeletons are going to be falling out of the closet over the next couple of weeks regarding Herman Cain's uh, mm, mischief. Yeah, speaking of mischief... Uh, but you can't deny that settlements were made. I mean, you can't right. just say there's no factual basis for it. That that position that Ann Coltergeist has taken... Uh-uh. Well, of course, uh, tomorrow is... Uh, Election Day voting, yeah. and uh, there's some big votes around uh, the Midwest. In Ohio, there's an attempt to repeal a law limiting states' workers' collective bargaining rights. This is a major uh, issue. We'll see how this goes. Um, and uh, since we only have two minutes left, I'll just have to limit myself to this one. Uh, this from uh, today's Financial Times. Voters in Mississippi will on Tuesday decide whether to define a fertilized human egg as a legal person. A controversial move that would, in effect, make abortion and some birth control illegal in the state. This is the so-called personhood movement. Uh, and they want to give a fertilized egg the full rights of human beings. Um, well, why not? Corporations have the full rights of human beings, and fertilized eggs don't even have names. At least corporations have names. Well, perhaps they can propose marriage. Well, there you go. In, <laughs> in, in utero. In utero marriage. And so we can have multiple ceremonies. These uh, fertilized eggs can be baptized, receive a first communion, and be married in, this, in utero. And why not? Uh, this is the kind of logic that uh, comes from a state that once fully supported the uh, definition of an entire section of the American demographic as only three-fifths of a person. Yeah. So uh, it's nice to know that uh, the, some of the deepest philosophical questions that have plagued the most thoughtful persons uh, for time immemorial are going to be settled by the good voters of Mississippi. Yeah, but keep an eye on the Mississippi race because it's interesting that an African-American is running for the Democratic uh, nomination for governor there. I believe that this was thrown on the ballot to actually help mm. get out the Republican yes. vote. Um, and under, like the gay marriage thing did a few years back. Yeah, and, and this would have maybe indicated um, that the Republicans are not as popular in Mississippi as they might believe. They're plenty popular <laughs> there, but um, keep, uh, keep your eye on both Ohio because of the uh, labor issue and uh, Mississippi in particular because of some other fascinating things on the ballot. Jerry Mack, uh, we saw him, so he's uh, getting ready to rock and roll down there in the uh, actual studio of WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. And this is the first full day with uh, the second full day, I guess, with the, the new darkness of winter. So drive oh, yeah. safely. Um, it is a little hard to get used to as a pedestrian and as a driver. Look out for the kids. All right. Well, Andrew was our engineer this evening. We thank him once again for performing those valuable services. And Jerry Mack is up next with Yazoo City Calling. Is king of the media. 
I suppose our youngsters would say cornball or square. And now, CBS Radio brings you... 